everybody. Welcome to the Unofficial Elder Scrolls Podcast. I am your host, as always, Pylon, and we've got, a, I guess, a little bit of an exciting show with a few things to talk about. Um, and the most exciting thing to talk about is that my good friend Lotus of Doom is here from the Tales of Tamriel podcast and basically every Elder Scrolls achievement available on PlayStation that I know of. How's it going, Lotus? <laughs> it's going pretty well. I, I hope we have enough to talk about tonight. I, 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 you know, it's kind of a weird, slow news week. Yeah, that this I would weekend was... On. This weekend and today have just really nothing's happened. I'm so bored. There's been. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So anybody who doesn't know, Lotus is one of the hosts of the Tales of Tamriel podcast, along with Hyperpixie, Arcaneer, and Prometheus sometimes. I feel like he's yes, still. Yes, when he's available. When he's available, he's still on the show. So good friends of us at UASP over there. We all get along making fun of Ark and his uh, Guar hatred and Pixie he for being very that. excitable. He hates he does Guar. Hate Guar. He's a monster. Why are we uh, friends with somebody who hates Guar? We're I mean, not. We torment him. <laughs> yeah. No, we love Ark. Ark's great. Yeah, Ark's great. Ark's great. I he guess... just has one fatal flaw. Yeah, exactly. Not nobody's perfect. So. Exactly. But um, so. yeah, actually, kind of interesting because it's a relatively new development. But uh, I kind of have learned from you guys, and I'm actually now co-host on. Uh, the Elder Scrolls Lorecast with Robots right. Radio as well. So I've I've dipped my toes into your neck of the woods where I need to actually learn stuff, and we get a lot of our information from you guys. So perfect, yeah. So we have this nice say, like intermingling of it, community. Yeah. I love it that it's just kind of popping everybody around. So it's not yep. there's no silos in the ESO fam, no, or in the Elder Scrolls fam in general because it's not yeah, just. I, Right. ESO. I was going to say it's extended past a lot of just ESO into the whole yeah. series. So, yeah, which is awesome. And returning as always, we have Baratron. How are you doing this week, Baratron? I like the way you say as always, as if I will always be here. Yeah, you're not allowed to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been having a week. I'll tell you about that later. Awesome. Well, I guess we should probably talk about see if there's anything in the news that we can discuss. Well, we don't want to keep everybody waiting because we're sure there's some really, really big news that everybody wants to talk about. Uh, ZeniMax Media was purchased by Microsoft today or announced today for $7.2 billion. Whew. That's a lot of money. Yeah, that's a lot of little pieces of news that make one real big piece of news. <laughs> yeah, like I read that today and I was like, Oh, what? Oh, whoa. Like it was, I did not expect that to come out today or anything about that. Like we've heard a number of rumblings that ZeniMax was looking for maybe going public or maybe being bought out. Or we heard Microsoft was looking to make some big game changing purchases sometime this year. But I don't think in a million years I would have expected at least today like when i woke up this morning that there would be an announcement that microsoft bought zenimax on or zenimax media how about you guys what about you lotus how how'd you take the news uh well <laughs> it's been interesting and i definitely wasn't distracted all day long at work from notifications <laughs> just erupting my phone and killing my battery yeah which the biggest 
strange bit is the fact that um, I would be from the PlayStation side of things. So this is extra <laughs> awkward. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So to get it out front right away, we don't know a lot. Um, there were three articles that we saw. One, one from uh, Pete Hines that he wrote on behalf of Bethesda. One from Todd Howard kind of explaining things. And another one from Matt Fire, the game director. Is it game director? Is that his official title? I believe it's game he's director. The game, he's the game, game director, director for ESL and the studio director for Zenimax Online. That's what it is. Yeah, he had a, had a separate, separate title in there. So yeah, so all of them saying different things about the acquisition. So um, well, I think if we pop over, I'm going to read quickly uh, what Matt Firer said in his notice. Not all of it, but just waiting for the picture to load. Of course, it was a picture too. Like it wasn't text, which I was kind of. Do you want me to read it? Why don't you go ahead and read it while I wait for it to load? Okay. So exciting news, blah, blah, blah. I w- the important part is this I want to take this moment to reassure the entire Elder Scrolls Online community that ESO will continue to be supported exactly as it was. And we fully expect it to keep growing and thriving on each of the platforms that are currently supported. We are very happy with the news and can't wait to see how the two companies working together can make ESO even better for everyone. Yeah, And, and then the, he goes on to thank the community because they always do. Yeah, they have to. That's hard for the Well, I guess they don't have to, but it's nice of them to. I appreciate it every time. I feel thanked when he says it, so I'm happy with it. I'm acknowledged. Yeah, exactly. It's like, ooh, that's me. Uh, it's like when a rock star like says like <laughs> the name of your city at a concert. They're like, hello, Cleveland. It's like, that's where I'm from. Yeah. So when they're on a conference stage, they're just pointing at different people in the audience. Exactly. Like, yeah. Yes, exactly. Perfect. Um, it's, it's about me. Don't take that away from me. Uh, and yeah, so we saw the Todd Howard and the Pete Hines note too, kind of just explaining their history with Microsoft and that how they think that this will be a great partnership. Like, I, I don't expect anything anybody to say anything bad at this point like there's not going to be any we're not sure what's going to happen they're just going to talk about all the positives of it um but other than that we don't really have any specific details so we're not going to dig too too much in in speculation and try to uncover any secrets or things like that because that's not what uesp is we don't like to fear monger and do spread any fake news on anything like that because we honestly just don't know what's going to happen we know that they're not going to drop support for PlayStation. That's not in the cards right now. They said explicitly things are going to stay the same that way. Um, we know some of their other games that Bethesda, because it wasn't just Bethesda Studios or Zenimax Online. It was the entire Zenimax media and all its subsidiaries. So that means Arcane Studios. That means Zenimax Online, Bethesda Game Studios, and ID Soft. So Doom is in there. There was some I've yep. never even heard. Quake. Of. Yeah. Um, I was looking at this going, I don't know what these people do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I said ID because Baratron, it's id. But yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. That, I, see, I don't get this. I'm just, <laughs> I, know, I, just, I just went along with it too because my brain just was like, oh, Baratron said it. It must be right. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. Because I'm the expert on everything. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You have a British accent. You just assume that you're right all the time. Yeah. I'm sure about that. Yeah. Um, exactly. Um, so it's all of those games that they're coming over, which is, I think, really kind of crazy. Like, we don't know. We don't have a lot to know. We do know that in the past, Microsoft's had a good track record, track record with bringing on different game studios uh, and still letting them operate mostly independently just with additional help. They bought Obsidian 
a while back and the other world still came out on every platform. Um, they know that the agreements that they have in place for the PlayStation exclusives are still going to happen. What were you going to say there, Baratron? Oh, I was just going to say, I've got the list here of the, of the, sure. Why don't you share that? Cause I think that's important. So it's Bethesda oh. Softworks, Bethesda Game Studios, Eid Software, Zenimax Online Studios, Arcane, Machine Games, Tango Gameworks, Alpha Dog, and Roundhouse Studios. Yeah. I, I've got to honestly say I've never heard of Harvey. But I bet I know of the games. If you said, oh, they make such and such a game, I'd be like, okay, yeah. Yeah. So interestingly enough, without going into like speculation, um, one I thing mean, a that, little bit of speculation well, is fine. Okay. So, so just to assuage any fear-mongering, so to speak, <laughs> um, kind of to, I, I mean, from the grouping that is probably most concerned about like okay well where where is the playstation side of this gonna go <laughs> not that i have an extreme amount of love for where playstation has kind of been acting in my direction recently but whatever um when minecraft was acquired uh mojang studios it was not removed from other platforms uh it it it's everywhere they didn't just start it still gets updates on playstation and microsoft has owned minecraft for couple of years now like yeah. so it would stand to reason and previous track record that that probably could be their mo for something that's already been established as well as um death loop and ghostwire tokyo i believe are both playstation exclusives for a yeah. year so microsoft will have two games as PlayStation exclusives for a year on their complete uh, competing platform. Yeah. So they're clearly willing to play nice, at least to some degree. So I, I wouldn't be too worried at least, you know, maybe down the line, they might change their motif, but man, that is, yeah. The Microsoft of today isn't going to cancel. Like the Microsoft Correct. of 10 years ago probably would have. Oh, absolutely. The Microsoft of 10 years from now, we don't know what it will be like, but the Microsoft of today has been much more open about those kind of things. And it makes sense for them. They're like, well, if we can't beat PlayStation exclusives, let's just make money off of it too. Yeah, like, <laughs> exactly. Like, from a business or, point of view, it's like, well, we right. could just make money off of our competitor. It, Why don't we do that, that and I, have our own things? Like, I feel like the the days of the console wars are kind of dwindling in the sense of the straight up. It's going to be they're going to offer new services and subscriptions and those kind of things are going to be the big push going forward, like streaming and like Game Pass and things like that. And that's going to be where they're going to try to kind of get you, not like to right. be evil sounding, but like that's where they're going to try to like connect with the consumer versus being like, well, here's a hardware that you have to buy and then you're locked to our platform. And from companies making this much money when an acquisition is, hey, let's spend $7.2 billion <laughs> on something. Yeah. They know how to make money, even if they occasionally, you know, do things we don't like. Yeah. Or make some interesting blunders with last yeah. gen for a while. It was kind of like, what are you guys doing? But leaving the type of money for, I mean, they have a lot of games obviously under these studios but there's a couple you've got elder scrolls fallout and doom specifically in the the id wheelhouse but wolfenstein and to a lesser extent quake at the moment but those three titles you are cutting off your hand to spite your face if you're going to 
completely console exclusive that same thing with starfield which is an unknown entity but 40 million people bought skyrim 40 yeah. million people aren't going to just buy skyrim on your xbox or pc like no. even if they just get a cut of all that playstation money that's that's a lot of money <laughs> yeah so yeah i'll be very curious to see how it shakes out in the long run I know it's yeah. And and so it is the long run, too, because it doesn't sound like the purchase is going to be finalized for almost a year now. And it still has to pass approval from governing bodies. So it'll have to go through the U.S. I think it's the FTC that handles all of these kind of major acquisitions to make sure that it's not a mono. It's not going to create a monopoly. It's not going to do all those other things. Um, I like some of the jokes about it, though. Some of the jokes have been glorious um, that it was. um the purchase was just so that they could make another remaster of Skyrim <laughs> um, that they purchased. It was that they, they purchased it so they could officially own the Todd Howard game that they made uh, <laughs> for him to receive his uh, lifetime achievement award. Uh, there were some really great memes that came out. of. This. I like the I'm one where with that. when it was uh, now the PlayStation five will be the first console since the release of Skyrim that will not get a remaster of Skyrim, including <laughs> posters. <laughs> which I thought was pretty good. Yeah. There's some funny jokes with it too. But, um, so, so interesting facts about it is, uh, one thing AKB brought up earlier that he said he heard somewhere else is that Microsoft paid slightly less than it cost Disney to buy star Wars twice. So (laughs) Disney paid, and I think that was Marvel and Disney or Marvel Mm -hmm. and star Wars together. They bought for about $4 billion. So this is almost twice as expensive as Star Wars and Marvel. So, or I nearly mean, if you're pay- four Minecrafts, <laughs> yeah, because that was two billion. Thing. When when you start looking at it as, as a Star Wars, you know, I'm like, okay, it's quite big. That's a quite a big universe. Yeah, it, yeah, that's it's crazy to think of the size of this acquisition, which. When you look at Morrowind and the game was basically designed in a basement. <laughs> Right and now, now it's like, oh yeah, we just like got paid more than Star Wars for their yeah. franchise. It's like, good lord, that is, that is monumental growth. <laughs> and that's actually one of the things uh, Todd mentioned in the the post about Morrowind too. Is that without Xbox, Morrowind was their like hail mary. The company's going to go out of business if this game doesn't succeed. And then they made that partnership with Xbox to launch it on console as well. And they were apprehensive of it at first, but ever since then, they've had a very strong relationship because essentially the Xbox is the reason that Bethesda exists as it does today. Mm-hmm. Because without that, Morrowind wouldn't have been as big of a commercial success as it was, and they wouldn't have been able to fund development on games like Oblivion and Skyrim after that. So really interesting to see. Um, the other thing is this is the second largest software media acquisition in history. The biggest... Um, what was the biggest? I looked it yeah, up. Yeah, I was going to say what was the biggest. Oh, it was, um, uh, is it Supercell or what company? Uh, Activision Blizzard bought the company that makes uh, Clash of Clans and Clash Royale. Oh, uh, okay. Supercell. Supercell. And I believe that was $8 billion. Good. Let me look up God. that number. Specifically. Activision Blizzard Supercell. I can't find the numbers right now. 
It's a Clash of Clans, that really weird-looking mobile game. It's and a mobile I, game, yeah. Because I keep getting yeah. outputs for it when I'm watching YouTube, and it looks King, like... it was King, it wasn't Supercell. Well, I was going to say, it was just brought up in chat. I was I was about to yes. say, for some reason I thought it was King, and it was confirmed, it was because King. they your Correct. Candy Crush is the Candy thing. Crush that they candy bought. Crush at least. Apparently Tencent bought Supercell. Yes. That's which Tencent it's... owns, like, Everything. at least 10% of literally the planet at this point, so... Yeah. Which I imagine, like, that could have been a possibility if it wasn't Microsoft that bought this out, but... Yeah. I'll take Microsoft <laughs> in this case. Yeah. Ten seconds. Yeah. So, so crazy. It's just absolutely crazy that this happened, but I don't know. Well, I, there's not too much that we know firm right now, so we don't want to go too much more. I don't think, unless there's anything else you guys want to say on it, I don't know if there's too much more other than we'll see how it, we'll let, we'll make sure you listen to the podcast like a year from now and we'll let you know how the acquisition went. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I can come back. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. After the, <laughs> this is on paper. After the paperwork is finalized between uh, Zenimax and Microsoft, Lotus is allowed back on the show, and yes. not until then. Well, to be fair, <laughs> this is my birthday nuts. gift because actually this is my birthday. So my birthday is it's now your birthday. It is, and it's now permanently tethered to my favorite IP. So <laughs> happy birthday, Lotus. I didn't Thanks. know it was his birthday. Is it really your birthday? Because AKB was saying unlike, it was his birthday. Yes, the... unlike AKB, who was lying okay, in chat. I thought we were twins, but no, I was going to say, this is actually my birthday. If I uh, knew it was actually your birthday, I would have 100% made a joke that we were going to the news that everybody wanted to talk about and that it was your birthday. And I tactfully waited until after. Uh, before I, we could have I made a cake and everything. Oh, I, I could have sung. Chat, happy birthday. <laughs> Also, I'm impressed by your dedication to Elder Scrolls that you did this instead of, you know, going out for... Well, COVID really put a damper on things uh, <laughs> this year. I'm, I think what you're trying to say, Lotus, is that there's nowhere you'd rather be on your birthday than hanging out with us. Which was my way of saying that, yes. <laughs> I'm kidding. We'll have to thank your wife for letting you hang out with us instead of doing family things for your birthday. Um, but yeah, yeah, other than that, that's kind of covers it for the Zenimax acquisition. I'm sure if something breaks during the show, we'll go back and talk about it. Or if somebody finds out something that we didn't know about before, but as of right now, nothing's changing. So don't worry. ESO isn't going to get canceled on PlayStation. Lotus isn't going to lose all of his hundred percent achievements oh, overnight. Good God. I'll fall apart at the seams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're just going to delete them too. Only well, from your account. Yeah. I was get one by one. So I have to watch <laughs> it happen. Uh, that's when I joined PC. Cause I yeah. just, there's nothing, nothing left. Works. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, a little bit of a USB housekeeping art, um, update is we have a failing hard drive on one of our servers that's being replaced right now so all the caching services we have on that server are being redirected to another service so there shouldn't be any impact but we'll if you see anything let us know make sure we're aware we know something is happening with the caching right now so you might see some slower page loads things like that but we're working on that as we go um and then i guess baritron do you want to let us know I, again there was huge news this weekend, and it was I didn't expect it to get overshadowed. No, at all, because it was no. it was crazy news and all that so updates. Much. Yeah, so they did a, they did a two hour long live stream about Barkarth, yeah. and you know they had a little bit from Matt Viral, they had a bit from Rich Lambert, they had Lee Tuttle, they had Bill Slavisek, 
they had Lehman Tuttle's bees briefly at the yeah. end, like a little. And then they had, uh, you know, the usual Gina, Jessica and uh, Finn talking about things. So, so you know, it was, it was everybody. Everybody was on. Yeah. And the Markov details were revealed. The DLC is now available for testing on the public test server. And some of us at UESP, mostly John C, are already adding the law books to them. Yeah, so we're going through and farming all the content so that we can make sure it's up on the wiki as quickly as quickly as possible. Um, and before the ESO went live, they released the prologue. Yeah, kind of sneakily. Yeah, it just kind of was there. Was like, Friday. Yeah. And then, then just in case you didn't notice, there was something on the forum, and I think on the Twitter as well, it said, yeah, this is our, our little treat to you. The prologue yeah. quest is live. It's like, oh. So it's available for everybody on the servers. Yeah. And uh, there's... Spoilers, many, many spoilers in the Chronicle Quest, so we're not going to really talk about it, but everybody who's got ESO can play that quest. I haven't even got in to do it yet. Now, to do it, uh, there's a free item to download from the... Oh, I say download. Crown Store. Download it. Yeah, there's a free item in the Crown Store that you can buy, and it's called something like House Raven Watch something. Yeah. It'll be obvious anyway. Yeah, it's in the Quest the Starters store. in the Crown Store. So if you go to the Crown Store, go to Quest Starters, the prologue starter is there it also i don't i can't speak for the other factions but in ebonheart pact it seems like um it's literally just waiting behind the undaunted uh, not the undaunted the uh, battlegrounds enclave in davin's watch she's just waiting there oh, interesting. like with so a quest I wonder- marker i have not purchased from the store because i wasn't ready to do it as i haven't quite finished the very end of the Greymore quest, I was kind of like waiting a bit. And all of a sudden, uh, she, I'm not going to go into details, obviously, for spoilers, but <laughs> she's just kind of like lurking behind the tents. I was like, wait, okay, so like this is that's different. Funny. So, yeah. Um, yeah that, that's usually the case. Usually you can run across the mm-hmm. quest in or get the item which gives you a letter or something. Right. Says, hey, I know yeah. when Elsewhere came out or before Elsewhere came out and the pro- they had the prologue quest is I did something and just completely screwed it up where I was like, I picked up the prologue quest, didn't do it, and then I went to do the first quest in Elsewhere and then I noticed that I still had an unfinished quest in Elsewhere, in Northern Elsewhere, and then I went back to try to do the prologue quest and it just completely bugged out. It just like wouldn't let me talk to anybody. So it was just like... <laughs> Cool. I guess I don't really need to do a prologue quest because I've already done the content, but eh, whatever, it's fine. Mm-hmm. 10 achievement points there. You got to get yeah, them. Exactly. We don't have achievement points. Well, like, do we have achievement points oh, for you those do. quests on PC? Oh, you do. Do we? I'm, yes, because my, my, my comparison chart includes console and PC. I'm well aware of where I stack compared to everybody in the game. <laughs> Stop. Okay, so for going through the main storylines in each case, there are achievements for those. Yes. And there are achievements for doing, I'm just making this up, but say 50 quests in a zone. I don't think many zones even have 50 quests, but but a number, which is a little bit less than all the quests there. So there might be 52 quests in the zone, Mm -hmm. achievements for 50. Um, But there isn't an achievement for each individual quest. Right. Yeah. Sometimes in chapters there are just if they're considered mainstays, but it's there's really a disturbing amount of them available <laughs> for various things. Yes, there was also a patch today, right, Bertrand? There was a patch which was six point one point seven. It wasn't 
massively, massively exciting, but it does fix a number of combat-related issues, yeah. including mount stamina draining too quickly. And hopefully, it, it claims it's fixing the issue of uh, leaps, charges, like the gap, tr- the gap closures, yeah. failing to work uh, on occasion in PvP areas. You see, that was the worst thing. It's like, if Thank they God. Worked, yeah. You'd be it like, okay, they brutal. didn't work. Whereas if they work sometimes and not other times, it's just like, oh. Yeah. If they just didn't work across the board, it wouldn't be frustrating. But I'd forget that they weren't working because they were for like 20 minutes and I wouldn't have a single problem. And then I would go try to do something. I would like blink with my Sork and then I was like, oh, nope. I'm dead now. Well, according according to the patch notes, they were caused by this, this. They were breaking when you pass through an immunity area. You know, like when you're in Imperial yeah, City, yeah, which makes sense. And you're in a place where you can't fight, and you go blue for a while. Yeah. And then apparently, when you left that, I don't know. It would bug out for whatever reason. In there, I don't know. Which I anyway. guess maybe was the battlegrounds area as well, because that was another huge. You're you're in the kind of like safety zone at the yeah. top briefly before you start, and yeah. it's. Yeah, I would jump down and be like, Dragon Leap, and it would do the, like it was going to do something, and then I'd just lose my ultimate, my character would just stand there. I'm like, well, that was unimpressive, and then I'd get killed, so. <laughs> okay, so uh, a few other things, fixes, character animations, breaking while using a personality. I know people in Speed Guild have been moaning about that, so hopefully it's actually fixed. A uh, few situations that cause crashes and an issue that prevented you from dueling in Stillwater's Retreat. I actually did see people complaining about this on the forums. They were going, look, Stillwater's Retreat, it's a big enough house, you know, it's not an in-room. Why can't we duel? That's so funny. Hmm. Well, uh, I don't know why a particular house would not allow you to duel. Uh, there was also a hotfix today on all platforms and mega servers where some effects could remain stuck on your character through unintended means, which is the vaguest thing. But I'm very curious what was broken that they had the hotfix with that one. No, I Maybe like that shield thing that launched. Uh, I don't remember which DLC it came with, but when you would put up your shield and it would do the, like the shield wall thing, like the animation in front, and then you would put it away and it was just stuck in front of you. So you could get on your mount and it looked like you had your shield up and it was like cutting the Guar's head in half and stuff. Is that oh. PlayStation? It was on all day. Oh, really? I thought that was like a universal thing a little ways back. It was, it was obnoxious. Truly awful. awful. I didn't see that, but that sounds absolutely awful. That yeah. sounds, because a lot of people don't even like the shield. I know. And having uh, it just no matter what funny. you did, you go crafting and it's like right in the middle of the crafting station and stuff. Oh, it was awful. Maybe it was that. I don't know. Anyway, uh, the third Cyrodiil PvP test has begun. Uh, for those of you who don't know, they're going through trying various different factors about area of effect attacks and also heals as well, but AoEs in general. In, in Cyrodiil to see if they can improve the performance of the PvP areas. Yeah. Um, so today, the test began. It will be until September 28th. Uh, and in this test, there's no cooldown on AOEs, but instead, each cast of an AOE will have a global ramping cost applied via a debuff, which lasts for five seconds. And if you go into Cyrodiil to try this out, or just play play, you get double MP, which also goes towards your end of campaign positions so That's one nice. thing i haven't personally tried a lot of these because i'm not a pvp here like i was in imperial city so i was doing that but i i saw a number of comments about this 
and people were very angry that they were making these changes to the game and things like that. But they're not necessarily making these changes no. to the game. They're they're not even necessarily considering these as solutions to the problem. What they're trying to do, which they stated in uh, some earlier posts on the forums and things like that, is they're trying to establish a baseline of what is the actual biggest impact that they can have to performance through different changes to what's happening in PvP. Yeah. So by adding the cooldown, it isn't necessarily saying that they want to add a cooldown to the to the way AoEs work in PvP. They're not saying that specifically. They really just want to measure and test and see what actually is happening when they do that. So yeah. that if they find out that, hey, performance is perfect if we add a cooldown. Okay, now that we know that, we can move on and figure something out for how to fix these problems because we know exactly that yeah. this is going. This is part of the problem. There are six tests in total. Um. The first one was a shared global AOE cooldown. Second one was an individual AOE cooldown. This yeah. one's no cooldown, but a global ramping cost. The the next one, which is September the twenty eighth till October the fifth, is that one's an individual AOE cooldown and a global <laughs> ramping AOE cost. That so sounds that's real aggressive. Super fun for healers. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so I'll post a link to the forum post about it in chat here, and it'll be in our show notes after the show that you can always take a look at it there. Um, but they're, had, tests. they're just tests. They're, they're just tests. They're trying to find out what the problem really is in a way and that they can't do on the PTS because not enough people play. Yes. Not enough people play on the PTS. Yeah. So I was Before say, we get emails of being like, well, why do they have a public test server for? The public test server does not get the volume and player base needed to be able to sufficiently test any of these things they needed to test them live to be able to get the numbers of people that were doing things live also because as much as when you're doing server development in games you want to have your test servers and your live servers as closely replicated as possible but it's just not possible to have them identical mirrors with the identical problems at all like there's there's too many moving factors so they're not going to be a perfect mirror of it they're going to have slight differences so they needed to test this on live to be able to determine what the actual issues are and so. another issue is that pts database is wiped every couple of weeks yeah they bring over a new character so they can't give you any rewards you see now they're actually giving pvp players a reward in yeah. double science yep. points Ribus in with double AP. Well, not me. You guys have to all test for me on console, but out of all of those choices, the one currently happening sounds the least aggressive. The, the debuff? Yeah. The, yeah. The, the, the ramping cost sounds like a potential that could still work like and not feel totally like a new system being implemented into the game because yeah. there's already some precedence for it, but... Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I'll be very curious to see what they they get for findings oh, out of yeah, all of this. They, they may even mm -hmm. find out that it, it just didn't. None of the th things they thought would work did it had any major impact. Like that is a possibility here that none of these things will go into place because they're like, you know what? None of them really made a big enough improvement to be worth the change. So, um, in Legends news, the Campfire Gauntlet, which I actually played. Um, just finished uh, where that was a kind of a fun one where the campfire lane, whenever you would summon a creature there, any uh, keywords of a friendly creature were added to the new creatures that you added. If I'm remembering correctly, it was one way or the other. It was either creatures that were already in the lane or creatures that 
weren't in the lane had their but basically you would end up sharing your keywords amongst everything in that lane which was kind of a fun thing i was garbage at it i tried to do an invade deck and it just didn't work out for me uh they had to reduce deck size for it which was 40 decks for a standard or 40 cards for a standard and 60 for a triple attribute deck um and then lost let us know for once in the history of the uesp podcast (laughs) we get to announce a um an event. event before it actually happens in Legends. It's amazing. It's amazing. It, 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 no, seriously. Um, they have this real habit of announcing events on Thursday. Yeah. Uh, the weekend. And then they finish this on Monday morning. And we normally record on either Monday or Tuesday evenings. So we never get to tell you about events in advance. Yeah. So the, the Grand Melee, which is their big anything goes event. So it's bring your best decks and compete against everybody to see who has the best decks is um, on this weekend. So there's probably we don't know what the rewards are yet. They're probably going to be an alternative art or something like that. Um, that's all for Legends news. Blades, we know we saw a post on Reddit from CVH that something is coming soon. And they're working on it, but other than that, we don't really we don't really know too too much what's going on in Blades. So I'm excited for there to be some updates in Blades. Lotus, do you play Blades at all? I do. I uh, I I've beaten all the quests. I've got all dragon gear. I'm level like sixty something or whatever. So I kind of just wait for story content to come out. Yeah. Do it, and then I'm just like, okay, waiting for the next thing. I, I there's not much. I've been I, like I enjoyed it, but yeah, Did you try like, it? I I've messed with the uh, I forget what it once they put in the ability to have like sets yeah, and they have photos. those new. Yeah, that new token system thing. I messed with that a little bit. Um, and then I think there was something with Hercene's Hunt, if I'm not mistaken, where you had to do like outdoor missions and a certain amount yeah. of them completed. Yeah, that's the event that. Yeah, the, the weird. And then they've got the events now. Like, I like the sigils, at least because mm-hmm. I'm level like 48 and I still haven't seen a single um, artifact. So I'm like, oh. well, I guess I'm just going to grind the sigils to get some better so, gear. This is a weird double edged sword, but um, I <laughs> I'm not prone to one a ton. I, yeah, that's what I, I was about to say. I forgot about this. I won $500 from Bethesda in Blades money. I forgot about um, that. What? On Twitter. Yeah. On the Twitter thing. I, I, they picked a random name and they, super weird for some reason, Bethesda is my friend on Twitter. I, I have no idea why. Oh, uh, you're but you know, Yeah. <laughs> I, they, they, but they they followed me at a, at a PAX East when I commented that, uh, why go to PAX East when I get lobster rolls for free here? And like, <laughs> they, they did a giveaway and, and I just entered it and they sent me a message. They're like, oh, you're, you're the random winner. And I was like, oh my God, really? And they're like, yeah, you are. Would you, you know, he, provide, uh, provide us just with your, you know, your character name and everything like that. And we'll, we'll confirm it. We'll just send it to your account. And, and I, <laughs> I did not, I just, saw the thing and saw it like had gems and they sent sent it to me and it was 500,000 gems. I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. So I just, I just bought everything. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I think I still have 300,000 gems. So like I, I bought garbage to just break it down and get the bone, like the dragon bones and turned all of my stuff into like legendary mythic ultras. So yeah. everything I have is like as high quality as it can get. You're like, like oh. the, the whale of whales. Yeah. <laughs> 
But you didn't spend a penny on it. I didn't spend anything. Can, can you gift items to other players? I cannot. There's no gifting. If I could, I would love to do that because yeah. so many people enjoy cosmetics so much more than me. Mm-hmm. I could just be like, here you go. Gifts. How like, things. <laughs> Free stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah, we're joking in chat that Bethesda still hasn't followed USP. So <laughs> if, if you're talking to them, just be like, hey, give USP a follow. I I just assume at some point they're just going to be like, who is this idiot? And just unfollow them. <laughs> <laughs> just start DMing them. Just slide in their DMs and be like, hey, hey how's it going? Like, just how's it going? Don't do that. Okay, cool. Maybe not. <laughs> Don't do that. <clears throat> um, Baratron, do you want to go over our call to art? We have a lot of news this week. Cool Swarms news. Yes. So there is a dev diary-esque story of an early solo delve in Swarms. It's on the Diffius website and war games developer charlie perkins tells the tale of one of his early solo delves during the development of elder scrolls cool to arms and following his experience uh in the scenario they actually adjusted the version in the quest book and it's kind of interesting because it's a because it is solo and obviously you know just typed games are usually played with other people this is this is the covid friendly version <laughs> i guess um but he's written a, a lovely lovely little story here about how uh, Dragonborn is uh, standing between the Imperial Legion and Stormcloaks, and instead of playing a a balanced tactical force, he's he's just put all his points into a single powerful Dragonborn. Uh, everything enchanted has different enchantments, and yeah, yeah. So I I still I I don't know if any of us actually have called arms yet. Lotus, have, has somebody sent you free call to arms from Bethesda? Or? So, uh, yeah, I was going to say, I don't, I don't have any cool stuff. I do have the, let's see if I can get it, yeah. I've got, I, I haven't built him because I don't know anything about minis, but I have the original prototype of the Dragonborn. Okay. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, one of my friends actually got it from, I think it was Gen Con. Oh, yeah, yeah. I haven't constructed him yet. Um, I think it's the him version. Yeah, it's the it's the dude version of the Dragonborn. Uh, what do you call it? But uh, yeah, I, not my for, forte, even though yeah. these things look really cool. I feel like if I tried painting it, it would look like an abomination. I know. I'm the and exact same like, here. Ooh, back to oblivion with you. This yeah. is not good. I know. It'd be like this beautiful thing I'd paint it and be like, oh, I never want this again. Yeah, I did not me. have the, you know, the hand-eye coordination of something so tiny. No. <laughs> um, I mean, I painted, I painted our house when we moved in, but that's how a roller. <laughs> yeah, I feel like if I tried painting the Dragonborn with a roller, it wouldn't go well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even wear makeup, um, partly because I seem to be allergic to everything. But um, I used to paint my nails, and even then I would get, uh, you know, nail polish all over my my fingers and have to wipe it off before i could go out you know when i was baby baby goth uh going out when i was 18 or whatever and yeah I just don't and, and think about how much smaller the miniatures are it's like yeah, yeah they're so detailed I, I the people that do it are super talented um in skyrim creation club news because there's even news about that today like skyrim couldn't even stay out of the news uh the elf hunter armor is being offered for free for anyone who redeems it if you redeem it right now you keep it permanently unlocked on your account even after the sale so if you get it now you get it forever um also the civil war champions dwarven bundle expanded crossbow pack wild horses and the eleonora eleonora i think ellen eleniora i don't remember how to pronounce it home bundle are on sale 
Um, and it seems that uh, Creation Club offerings are usually re- refreshed every two weeks on a Thursday. So grab these before October 3rd because you might lose them after that. And after that marathon, I think we've covered all the news items. Uh, we're going to talk about the Markarth um, and Update 28 a little bit later. But first, why don't we thank all the people that helped make this show possible. If I click the right button. So this is the section of our show where we like to thank all the people who helped make make this possible by financially supporting us, giving us reviews, helping us out in different ways. So I want to start off with our Patreon friends. I want to thank Joseph Williams, John Thomas, DJ Steffi Steph 731, Meat Sweats, which might be winning my favorite username of the year award for Amazing. Meat Sweats. Uh, Kim So Raw, Lil Dagath uh, 190, which after last episode is like my new Lil Moth, the sweet rapper. We got Lil Dagath and Lil Moth. They're, I feel like they're in a gang rap battle against each other. Um, and Benefactor, thank you guys for subscribing uh, to the yeah, Patreon and GSP. It's probably not Lil. It's probably Lil Dagoth. Like Lil it's Lil Dagoth or Dagoth. Yeah, probably Lil Dagoth. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's their rap name. <laughs> I'm, on, I'm on board with this. Um, as a reminder, you can always help us out by uh, becoming a patron on patreon.com slash UESP. Hey, Benefactor's in chat right now. Thank you for the s- helping us out that way. I really appreciate it. Um, as a reminder, we're currently, and I think actually we have the public post. Let me find to do the post link here that you all should be able to read. We have a special one this week that's a public post explaining all the sweet, sweet UESP swag you can get if you are a Patreon subscriber. So I'll post that link in chat here. Uh, there's a lot of cool stuff coming with our loot, or not our loot boxes, our treasure chests, I keep calling them. I'm going to call them the treasure checks, not loot boxes. I need to stop that because we know what's in them. Um, if you subscribe on Patreon, there's a lot of cool things in there. We've got a, a UESP like faux leather bound journal that you can write all your adventures in, t-shirts, we've got the coin in there. There's a lot of really cool things in there. So if you want a chance to get some sweet USP swag, that's the place. There's going to be a mouse pad. I don't know about you, but I love mouse pads. Um, lots of cool stuff in there. So make sure you check us out on Patreon if you haven't already. And it's a great way to support us. All of it goes to the site. You also get ad-free viewing on the site. So it's a win-win for everybody just by... Did you mention if you subscribe for a year, it's uh, you get a discount? I did not mention that, but thank yes. you for reminding us. Yes. Apparently you get 10% off. It's 10% off and it's... It's cheaper for you, and it means more money comes from us because uh, Patreon doesn't take as many fees off on their yearly subscription. So it's a win-win for everybody. If you want, if you think you're going to subscribe for a year or you can help us out that way, do it in a year chunk instead of doing it month by month for a year. Um, I've been silly and been doing that, and I need to switch. <laughs> so I should fix that sometimes. It just depends on your income because, you know, yeah, if, you're gonna, if, if you oh, can... Going for one of the higher tiers, then... Yeah, if you know you're going to do it for a year, like I don't expect I'm going to stop supporting UESP anytime soon. Um, it's better for me to do it for a year, so I'll do that right away. Um, as well, I want to thank our Twitch subscribers. We had a... I had to look and attack my microphone. Sorry about that. Because um, it's there's a... Our Google Docs is telling me it's misspelled. 
so I couldn't read if it was what letters they were, but it's QIQ or Quick Joe, QIQ Joe. I wasn't sure if it was G's or Q's because of the little squiggle of the underline, so I want to make sure I got it right. Uh, Driftarella. And then on Thursday, while we were doing our, not Thursday, Tuesday, we were doing our stream, Adana TV gift subbed 10 different subs, which was awesome because I finally made it to level 50 on our uh, my warden that I've been playing. So that was a nice little celebratory gift. So thank you guys for supporting us. All of the money raised here helps go support the wiki and the different things that we do. So if you keep helping us out, we can keep bringing new and cool things to you. So really appreciate everybody doing that. And I would be remiss not to mention that the best way that we can always ask you guys to support us is to get on the wiki, create an account, and start doing some editing. The editing on the wiki is the bread and butter. But we've got a new DLC coming out with Story. People are going to come to the website hoping to find more information about it. And it's up to people like it's people like you who can save uh, the UESP and make sure there's content that people can find on there. So we really appreciate all your support in whatever way is possible. Uh, but why don't we go talk about all the things that we've been up to for the past week? So we've been up to a lot of things. There's been a lot of news today. I feel like I was going to go on during my lunch and uh, play some ESO and finally get the prologue quest done. Uh, but it's just there was so much happening today. I just didn't get a chance to go on because I was like, well, I'm going to have to make some notes about all the Microsoft news going on. So lots to talk about. So Lotus, what have you been up to in the past week or so in the Elder Scrolls worlds? So I actually uh, kind of related to the previous thing of not finishing Greymore. I have this weird thing. I, I'm not much of a role player or anything like that. I'm very just kind of like game and story. And that's kind of my take on it. But um, I have this weird thing where <laughs> for some reason, since I'm in New England, when the weather matches the environment in the game that I'm playing, that <laughs> makes me want to play it more. I do the same thing. Now, so, that's very curious because I've heard the total opposite. Really? I've heard, yeah, I've heard people say, you know, when it's when it's so hot, so I need to lie on the floor to try and cool down. I want to go and play play in the snow in Skyrim. Then when oh, it's interesting. interesting. Yeah, I'm, oh, I'm the opposite. In, as I soon as the bash. snow hits here, I'm loading up Skyrim. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah so, no, I, I'm. I see. I'm definitely opposite as well. Our summer was it was pretty pretty hot. Oh. We had a brutally long heat wave, and when it broke, it went straight into. F- like fall and autumn here, which I was like, Ooh, now I want to play Skyrim because all summer long as people were talking about Greymore, I'm like, yeah, that's great. I don't want to play in the snow right now. It is 102 degrees outside. (laughs) Like none of this sounds great. Um, so now I'm kind of playing catch up and I've been going through that story and I've been liking it so far. I did have the story spoiled to me in zone chat, uh, which was pretty obnoxious. I'm not, too broken up about spoilers but i don't know somebody was obviously annoyed because they typed in all caps the entirety of the end of the story wait they did this on playstation too yes somebody spent the time to type it out with a controller probably and i usually (sighs) am browsing through zone chat but i browsed it and started to realize what i was reading and a (laughs) bunch of people started like flipping out on the person uh and and I was like, Ugh, that's I hope that's not real. So I checked with Pixie and she was like, 
do you want the real answer? I was like, it was real. Oh. She's like, that's the, that's the story. Yes. I was like, damn it. <laughs> so <laughs> that wasn't great. Um, <laughs> but now I'm playing through it and I enjoy it. Um, especially experiencing it for myself, the vampire and, um, werewolf thing is fine, but that's not super my bag. I'm much more interested in the reach threat. Yeah. So, Oh, weird. I wonder if there's a DLC coming up that'll. Yeah. So I'm much more excited for where this is going now, because I thought like the, the hero storms with the witch pikes and everything like that was really, really cool. And prepping to everything that was way more appealing to me than than the vampiric gothic vibe, which is fine, but just not as much my bag. So I've been doing that and I've been uh, struggling along with the new dungeons, uh, the two newest ones with their hard modes. Uh, the speed runs on the no deaths have been easy enough, but my team hasn't been able to coordinate times as much. So I've been running with, <laughs> with different groups, which some of those hard modes are are rough uh compared to some of the other ones even castle thorn looks a lot easier than it is but the amount of times i've had that thing down to like the last couple of percents and our team has lost all our dps and i'm standing there like oh no (laughs) it's it it's they're a good challenge i i I like that both the new dungeons quite a bit um but yeah that's that's been the majority of my struggle bussing i've been wanting to get back to arena as i'm very close to well, very close to as in like five eighths through the game as I have five <laughs> of the eight pieces of the Staff of Chaos. But um, yeah, w- once I catch up story wise in ESO, I got to like dive back in and uh, knock that game off my list. Finally, yes. so. for anybody who doesn't know, um, not only is Lotus a glutton for punishment in 100 percenting achievements <laughs> in ESO, he also uh, spends if you go check out his stream at Lotus of Doom, uh, plays a lot of the older Elder Scrolls games. So he's been going through Arena to do a full run of Arena on stream. Blind, which is blind rough. without Yeah. <laughs> are you even using, like, looking up anything on the wiki at all? Or are you just uh, straight? So I actually have, uh, I think I sent this to you, but I actually have a copy of the Codex. Oh, right, yeah. Sign. Yeah. So I don't use it until after I've struggled my way through it. Yeah. Um, and the, the big thing that's been so tough is I designed my character mediocre at best. I've found out, um, people in <laughs> chat love to watch me fail a lot. Cause I die a lot in this game. That's just a thing. Twitch chat. It, like, very like, much. So. I'm playing too. They're like, do something you suck at. I'm like, yes. okay. Um, <laughs> and oh my God, the, the, the riddle doors are a thing that arena really has a lot of. And I arena is fun in a sadistic kind of way. It's very, very antiquated. But when you have a bunch of people in chat who either don't know about the game or do know about the game and are just enjoying your struggle when they all work together and, and people generally are really good sports about not spoiling things, but they'll give me just enough of a hint to give me an, a direction so I can keep moving forward. Um, the riddles so far have probably been clipped more than anything else. As I try to solve these things, I'm terrible without at them. Looking up. Yeah. Without looking them up. Um, and just from the, like one of the last streams, just to kind of complete, the yeah, benefit is usually there. These in chat means that it's fun <laughs> watching me struggle. <laughs> um, so 
One of the most recent ones I was on, there was this really ridiculous puzzle where it was asked, you know, um, I mean, theoretically, I can I can get the actual thing just because they're all available. But no one in chat without having previously done it knew what it was. <laughs> um, I, I, you guys are the experts on this. If I were to say, oh, if I, it's a twice read, I know as, nothing. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> I am twice as old as three times the age of the Sphinx of Gazia, Agamanus, divided by one-ninth the age of the Sphinx of Canis, Ignon, who left this world 26 years ago. What then is my age? That was an actual main quest door I needed to answer to get through. <laughs> the only reason I know that is I think AKB tweeted this out. Yes, he did. On he the tweeted wiki. a couple yeah. of them, which yeah, he tweeted I wish this in one hindsight out, like, I paid more attention to. <laughs> Yeah, I remember seeing that one on Twitter and just being like, this is silly. So nobody in chat that hadn't already done it, like people were just struggling and I was staring blankly at the screen for like an uncomfortable amount of time. So I had no idea. And it was one of my favorite things in hindsight, because I don't think I could have actually scripted a show to go better because I <laughs> I said well, this is stupid. I don't know. I'll pick a random number. And I picked the number 107. Oh, the correct answer was 108. Eight. Yeah, <laughs> I found the. Also, that tweet wasn't even that long ago. Well, it was that long ago. I don't know time anymore, but that was May <laughs> yeah, time of is last year. 2020. Yeah, I was um, like, May of last May of 2019. It's only. Oh, no, it's September already. <laughs> Holy crap. Yep. So I, I missed it by one. Um, several people in chat just started laughing at me and they're like, how could you be so close and fail that? And I was met with an open door next to me and just a wall of skeletons just murdered me as a reward for getting it wrong. So, yeah, that's if you're ever curious what it looks like to play arena when you don't know what you're doing. That's the one I'm currently on. And um, I'm going to go through and complete every Elder Scrolls game and get a picture of the end credits and make a collage out of it in the end so that I have every Elder Scrolls end credit scene, including the really abstract phone games, um, <laughs> which I've got ROM files for the, the, the flip phone ones. And I did beat uh, Shadow Key on the end gauge. I was <laughs> I got an end gauge to literally play that game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it. It ran at a powerful five frames a second, but um, it's all you need. Yeah. In yeah, I can't see faster than five frames a second or something. Yeah. Right? But in regards, um, Benefactor has let me know and given me the link. There is an emulated ROM version finally. So yes. I'm going to go back through the game on stream just so everybody else can see it because there was no way to film that, so I had to do a frame-by-frame -frame picture collage for people on Twitter of how I beat the game. So I'm going to uh, I'm going to go through that again, but uh, yeah, that that's my escapades outside of ESO. <laughs> oh man, well that's fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a lot, but it's because we haven't had you on before, which I don't know why. <laughs> I, yeah, we were talking about that. It's because. I saw you, we met in person and then yeah. the world fell apart. And that, yeah, that we were <laughs> like the literally last, the week after. Yeah. We were at the last fun thing that was allowed. Yeah. Um, and then mm -hmm. everything blew up. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. We were all there. Baratron yeah. I was going to say all three of us were there. Oh, all three of us were there. Yep. Awesome. Well, Baratron, what have you been up to? I have been having a week. Um, what has happened in your week? What's happened in this week? Uh, well, 
I managed to, I managed to, so on Wednesday, I ran Vet Moon Hunter Keep and Vet Moongrave Fame with USP. And I now have all of the Hollowfang Thirst set, which is a really interesting healer set, except Lightning Star. And bizarrely, I also need a Lightning Star for the Worm Cult. Uh, And you know, the Worm Cult drops in Crypt of Hearts. And how many times have I run that dungeon in my life? If you know, only there was a system coming up. Yeah. That would make this well, less... anyway, I've never had a lightning staff, so I need to farm both of those. And then I went to bed on Wednesday night and somehow twisted myself into a pretzel. And I woke up on Thursday and basically couldn't because my back was screaming at me. And I just lay there going, oh. Well, I'm impressed that it needed you to twist yourself into a pretzel because sometimes I'll go pick up a stuffed animal off the floor and then just collapse and scream in pain <laughs> because my back has decided that that was too much effort for me. Well, I mean, I have a bad back, but I was not expecting, I was not expecting to, to somehow injure myself in my sleep. But I have a, a long history of injuring myself in my sleep. Like once yeah. I dislocated my shoulder and popped it back into place in my sleep. Um, I have I went, a story about dislocating stuff that I'll tell you after the stream. Well, I went, I went to the hospital and I thought, I thought they were going to say, gosh, that's very unusual. You know, most people who come in dislocating their shoulders have been playing rugby. Or that's how I did mine. Apparently, most of the people who come in with dislocated shoulders done it in their sleep. And I was like, yeah, and now my finger does this. Lovely. <laughs> anyway. um, so, so yeah, Thursday, Thursday and Friday were not good days and, Saturday wasn't a particularly good day, but I had to. I had to watch the ESO live stream. Yeah, you were busy live tweeting it. Which live you did tweeting a great, it if, for if people didn't get a chance to watch, make sure you check out Baratron's uh, live tweet. I think they're hard to find now, which is kind of annoying. Yes. So generally with the live tweets, I do eventually get around to posting to our blog. Yeah. But I've just been busy. It's been busy. There's been, again, there's been a lot of things. That there's been a lot going on. Um, yeah, so I was almost falling asleep by then because it was like two hours. Um, but I couldn't fall asleep because I had to go and re- run veteran of Lockage with SP. Um, didn't complete it, but we did get past the twins, and it's the first time I've ever been in or past the twins. So I was nice. like, you know, I did have a sense of achievement. Um, what actually happened was we were having there was a, cu- a couple of players kept dropping, and you know, uh, so right, you had some bugs, I remember. Oh, so, so, you know, everybody had to stand around waiting for them to get back. And then because of that, it took so long that by the time we finished the twins, two of our, our party had to to go to another raid. And so we had to get in some extra people. And it was just, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, those nights are always a bit of a struggle because it's, it's one of those, it's those nights where you're just like, nothing is working. Yeah. It's nobody's fault. Nobody's yeah. doing anything wrong. It's just and things just don't work. I think if we haven't been falling, you know, because it was it was late enough that even some people on the East Coast were starting to fall asleep. Because, you know, yes. there's, there's me and Kiz and, and, and it's three o'clock in the morning for us. But but, you know, it's 10 for um, some of for some of the North Americans. And, you know, they've been playing. We've been in there since seven, intensely concentrating. It's just, yeah, I think I think we can finish. We're just too tired. Well, if you've got your left and your right down, which is the biggest problem of that entire trial, (laughs) um, (laughs) I'd say you're getting pretty close to beating it. (laughs) There we go. Yeah. You just got to hold your hand in front of your monitor. Yeah. 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 Well, some some people in UESP, I mean, there has been an official guild clear. I just wasn't there on that day. Yeah. 
Um, now, the good thing, right, was while playing this, my phone fell on the floor and smashed. And and this is UES this is UESP relevant because it was this collectible that caused it to fall. Oh no! Because there's a pile of junk because my desk isn't very tidy. So so next to me there's a pile of junk, and the collectible coin was had had worked its way into the pile of junk. And so I thought it was horizontal. It looked horizontal, but it wasn't because there was a small coin and then stuff on top. And so I put my phone down, and while I was playing, my phone fell on the floor and smashed. And because my husband's a genius, he's managed to cobble together a Franken phone out of this one and my previous one, which was the same model. Um, so, so, so this is the screen from my, my previous phone and then the guts of my current phone. And it's just going to last until about October the 2nd when my new one is Oh, that's not too yeah. That was fun. And he was well, very exciting. Happy. Yeah, well, very exciting for him, you know. Fun things to spend your weekend doing. Oh, yeah. I mean, I assembled a bed that had the worst structural design of my entire thing I've ever dealt with in my life. But I also had one of those weekends where I just I was watching the stream because I got to watch the live ESO live stream uh, because my wife was smart and took the kids out of the house while I built the bed, which is good because the thing was a nightmare um, and it would have been. But whoever decided to make a threaded metal rod and not put a screw head on it anywhere that you have to twist through like six inches of wood is a masochist. So this I literally had to grip awesome. it and twist. It was from Structube. Like it's a company that makes beds, mm-hmm. but like and it had to grip this like threaded metal rod and like twist. As you'll see, there's band-aids all over my hand because they just blistered and just twist it for like an hour trying to get it through. It was a nightmare, but I feel your pain of having to do mundane dull tasks of like reassembling phones and putting together beds over the weekend. Um, so yeah, the other thing I did was I ran Cloudrest and Sunspy with my EU guild, and we were expecting to do a normal Cloudrest plus three, but then we found two of the people who had never run it before. And uh, we kind of yes. started trying to do a plus three, and I was like, look, this isn't going to work. It's just too many mechanics. We need to do all the And if you don't know them, it's it's really hard to get, yeah. So we did all the boxes separately. And we managed a plus one. That's good. That. So, you know, people can learn. It's just throwing all the mechanics at once was just, just too much. So. Hot take of the day. People can learn. <laughs> no, I was just really glad to run with my emails again. It's been awesome. Little, and looking forward to running next week. Awesome. Well, I'll try to go through mine quick because I know everyone's dying to hear more. Everyone's trying to hear about Markov. Not I know. Mar- and everyone wants to hear Marco. So. I let's see. I got my warden that I created a couple of weeks back to fifty, so I now finally have a DPS character. I haven't made a DPS character yet in the Elder Scrolls Online, um, other than like momentarily made them and got them to level five, and then never played with them again. Uh, I have a few of those, so I now have uh, my stamina warden, um, which I got kitted out. Uh, I did a test on the. I can't remember the target dummy. I have. I need to do an actual uh, parse at some point because I did a parse and I got. 16,000 DPS unbuffed with anything. So it wasn't on a trial dummy. It wasn't on, it was on like just like the bone Goliath we got for free. I don't think that's one of the trial ones with the trial buffs. Uh, uh-huh. I don't think it's a trial one. I can't remember, but I forgot trial to get food. I forgot that's, to use potions. No, that's a six mil. The, that's a six the, mil. Yeah. Yeah. That's a six mil. Yeah. So it doesn't have any of the buffs. So it was like 16,000 right off the bat. I was kind of okay with. Uh, yeah, that's not bad. 
Yeah. So hopefully that means I can actually do some content with it because I've never DPSed any like vet vet content or anything like that. So I'll be doing that. I've I've tanked it all, so I'm used to that. So um other than that, I've been playing Legends a bunch because uh, I've just been kind of having it up on my tablet. And then, like, take it, when I take a break from work, I'll just play a little one game of Legends. I did the Campfire Gauntlet. Um, I've been doing the events in Blades a bunch because I want to get some artifacts and I have terrible RNG and no one gave me 500,000 gems. So I don't know how much I'll be buying uh, <laughs> right now. So I've been playing some Blades. Um, it hasn't snowed yet. We did have frost already. So once the snow hits, I'm sure I'll be back on my switch playing Skyrim again. Cause that's just, I want to be wrapped up by my fireplace with my switch playing Skyrim. That's like my dream winter scenario right now. Like snow gently falling outside the window and I'll We're having a, a heat, a heat. you're having a heat wave right now. Yeah. yeah it's cold very, snow. very normal um, for the second two weeks of September to be, to be our second summer. Yeah, we have right. the, the UK summer's basically two weeks at the end of July, start of August, and then then it gets cold, and then we have another two weeks at the end of September. It's so weird. Huh. So back to elsewhere for you, while the rest of us yeah. prep for Skyrim in the Rift. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those weird things. Like September, where I live, is like Southern Ontario, is just like a crapshoot every year. It's either going to be super hot and a heat wave or it's going to be freezing cold we haven't gotten to freezing yet but we're like two degrees away uh on sunday so it's been kind of crazy um but other than that that's kind of all i've been working on then like dealing with all the crazy news that's happening watching the eso live stream and being super excited and just like jumping up and down about some of the things we're about to talk about in a couple minutes so why don't we pop over and let's just let's just get to it i think we've waited long enough why don't we find we've, out we've what's really going on <laughs> this i so. tend to do that wherever i go <laughs> i know it's kind of uh the lotus um specialty that yeah the rails of tamriel is basically our nickname the so. rails of tamriel i like that well why don't we pop over and talk about more I just realized the bumper there says Laura Barkarth and make sure you tune in next week when we are going to do a lore episode about the reach and dig into that further. But today we're just going to talk about the actual DLC of Markarth. So Baratron, you spent your entire, I don't know if it was Saturday or Sunday for you at that point, um, going through the live tweeting of the ESO live event. So I feel like you're probably the first person to talk to. So what did we learn about Markarth? Why don't we get started? We learned lots of things. We learned the release date. Yes. So, uh, so the Markarth DLC is coming to PC, Mac, and Stadia on November 2nd. And to Xbox and PS... It used to be Xbox One and PS4, but I guess eventually there'll be the new ones. They've just yeah. said Xbox. I think lately they've just been saying Xbox and PlayStation. Yeah. They haven't yeah. put the numbers. The, the new <laughs> the consoles on November the 10th. And uh, one thing to bear in mind, it is a DLC, which means that you can can buy it with crowns or so plus subscription. It is free. It's included in your subscription for as long as you subscribe. It's nice. Yeah, I think that's really nice. So it's uh, interesting, though. It used to be a two week delay, wasn't it, for console? It was. And uh, luckily, 
Yeah. Stadia has bogged you guys down with extra certification <laughs> on PC. <laughs> so now the uh, closeness and parity is about a week instead of two weeks. So that's not, yeah, eight days, I think it is. So uh, that's yeah, this one's bad. eight days. I believe the last dungeons were literally seven days apart. It uh, Well, the thing is, it's depending upon when they consider like them going live with the servers. Uh, it seems like you get your updates on um, Mondays. Mondays. We get them on Tuesdays on, on console. So yeah. It's it's usually a week plus a day, depending upon whether you want to count that full day as like like that half step as an extra day or not. But yeah, I was gonna say it's a week is really not that big of a deal. And I've always I, wondered why they don't just hold the PC for a week to just probably, line up. I mean, probably because they just want, they want to get it out. Yeah, and but, I I always joke that like you guys need to beta test my project as a result of me needing to wait a week. Yeah. And sometimes I am very disappointed <laughs> because well, like, what could they really change? Like, I assume that they send it to certification when it's it is. ready. It's, so they it's can't really like they go can in and change about anything. Things. Absolutely not. Um, yeah. The one thing that was interesting though, just as a note, as I tend to be one of the very, I mean, there are a ton of people who play on console, but I seem to be one of the few who, talks about it a lot (laughs) like on podcasts or whatever, I guess. But, um, yeah, we actually got the update to Western Skyrim before you guys, when they added the, they fixed the the hero storm dailies to be only one instead of three. And they added the way that actually hit us before it hit you guys, which was very peculiar. Yeah. It's I don't know. I I didn't understand that one exactly. So I wouldn't complain. I mean the, the people were very unhappy with how long it took the Harris Storms to to spawn. Yeah, that was that was terrible. I hit, Especially because I, I hit the really wrong like button. There we go, we're back. Hooray. Oh, now we you... have the lore of Markarth again. Yeah, uh, it's back. <laughs> yeah, I, I I love Harrow Storms. I actually think they're one of my favorite incursion types. But at the same time, the spawning when they first launched was a, a, a mess. So trying to do three of them was hard enough. Trying to do any of them was tricky just because sometimes they would bug out. So I'm glad those have been rectified. Yeah. Anyway, so Markov DLC. Uh, the story will focus on Radar Alceron and the Grey Host. And it has the return of Sysa Han with Luris, Titanborn. So yeah, and they made the note to say they're going to be together. Mm. So we get to find out. Because the last I remember seeing was we saw Luris where like, we asked about Sai. She's like, what about him? And it was kind of just like, uh, <laughs> yep. I don't want to talk about this. So yeah. I'm, I'm curious and to see what's going to happen. You speak to Sai and he's like, what, you've seen Luris? Where? Yeah. So, yeah, there's going to be a major secret about Verandis Raven revealed and there's lots and lots of fan rumors about this what this will be um akb actually did a um a poll on our various social medias and the the, the winning uh, the winning fan theory was that, that they were going to be shown to be lovers or something L- lovers of what sorry you cut out there really. oh sorry lovers former lovers oh that's that's <laughs> the, the current the winning uh theory that i've seen but from yeah. from from fans voting um but we're not gonna tell you what it is yeah but i i I think a lot of that is just because of the 
overwhelming thirst in the ESO <laughs> community for just literally any character in this season. I mean, it's true. There's so it's, much thirst. Oh my lord. <laughs> It's yeah. all of ESO fam Twitter is borderline and not safe for work at the moment. It's just, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Graymar has for Sarah got people ranty. Yeah. The Twitter, she keeps having to tell people to you know, calm down. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, yes, with the, with the PTS in just two days, what do you think is the secret for Anders hiding from us? A lie to the grey host, a 17.2%. Betrayed the grey host, 25.8%. Is in love with Rada, 45.6% and something else, please comment, 11.4%. So, so you know, is in love with us. It's definitely there. Anyway, we don't know what it is. So well, the yes, we don't know what it is. Working the content's there. If you're very curious, you can load up the PTS, but we're not going to tell you for a few weeks until it's live and our poor console friends like Lotus have had a chance to go through the story. Yay. Yeah, we don't want to spoil anything. One thing that they have made very, very abundantly clear is that the Reachmen in Markov are allies. They're not bad guys. Uh, so it's not like the rest of Tamriel where you see Reachmen and they're invading and they're yeah. bad. Reachmen here are the natives. I, I assume it is not all of the Reachmen are bad. Like, right. I wouldn't be surprised if some, oh, if some probably, of them attack probably you. Probably a few, yeah. Sure. <laughs> because they're people. Yeah. Uh, just like any other people. I would uh, like to become a Briarheart, personally. Just cave out my vestiges heart and just plant me in a tree and I get to get cool briar heart powers. That's what I would like. Vestige is so I don't really know what the word is. <laughs> modular? Vest- I feel like you're modular at this point. Like take my yeah. soul and gave it to Blood Ball. Take my heart and put it in a tree. Like Yeah, well that's what I mean. You can just carve parts off of our characters and do yeah. all sorts of fun stuff with them. Once I get a Hermaeus Mora DLC, I'll abandon whatever heroic quest they want me on and I'll just go to Apocrypha. <laughs> uh, we will discover that Blackreach goes right under Western Skyrim and we get to visit a Dwemer library. They showed this on the um, on the live stream. They had CJ Grubb, who's the art director, showing very, very tall that the, the uh, shelves in the library go up 80 metres because they're Dwemer, so why not? Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah, so there's a lot of uh, lot of fun things with the story. But again, we won't go too much. I'm excited that we're going. I I did not expect us to do more in Blackreach, which I'm excited about. I kind of thought Blackreach was going to be kind of one and done with Greymore, so it's kind of nice to see that they're going to be digging into it again. Um, outside of that, we've got a new solo arena coming. Mm-hmm. This is so I've only done Maelstrom a couple of times. I haven't actually completed on Vet because I just didn't have a chance. I had a chance to imply. I just haven't had a character that I felt wanting to go through Maelstrom yet because it was I would have to like rebuild them entirely just for Maelstrom. So I think now that I have my warden, the skill lines and quest and like abilities and skills and um, items—that's the word I was looking for—is kind of lines up with a little bit closer with it. I think I just need to swap out like one skill to kind of be in good shape for doing vet Maelstrom. So I think that might be even tomorrow night on stream. I'll be doing my first vet Maelstrom runs and seeing how poorly those go. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Baritone, do you want to let us know what's going on? Back to Shran Hollows. And this is where Reachmen go to prove themselves. There are three in, uh, called the Wings. Wings. Yeah, and not arenas. They made sure to clarify it from Maelstrom. It's not the same setup as there's three different arenas that you, or like multiple arenas you progress through. There's three wings in this arena. 
and each of them are dedicated to one of the Daedric princes. Uh, so Molag Bao has the wounding, Hercene has Hunter's Grotto, and Merin's Dagon has Brimstone Den. And each of these areas are themed after those Daedric princes. So Bao's, we see stuff from Cold Harbor, we see like Brims. Um, Hercene's, it's things that we're hunting. It's yeah. all very green. Uh, Merin's Dagon's is all very, very red and uh, fire and brimstone. Yeah. So, so you know, as you look at the picture, there's like a, a blue one, a red one, and you can tackle these in order. But depending on what order you do them in, the first one will be the easiest, and then the second one will be harder, and the third one will be harder still. So you probably want to make sure that whichever what area you find the hardest, you do that one first when you're going for a score. And yeah. unlike previous arenas, see, the previous ones were basically you went to an arena and then you just stand there and you wait for enemies to spawn. This is very much more progressing through an area. And you get to gates. You have to kill the gatekeeper to advance. And then the gate becomes your safe point. Yeah. So, so it, it actually, I mean, they didn't show, they, they showed each one for about minute and a half but it, it did look nice it did look interesting yeah he didn't show us any mechanics or anything like that but i find it interesting the three can be completed in any order because what i'm imagining they will do is like there's going to be what there's going to be an optimal way to do it if you want it to be easiest so if you mm -hmm. just want to run through it you do the wounding first then you go to hunter's grotto then you go to brimstone dead or something like that um but if you want to have more of a challenge you start with like hunter's grotto then you do the other one and that, or then you do another one, then you finish with the other one. And if you do it in that order, it's going to be the hardest and they'll have more achievement points for finishing in that way. Right. Uh, things like they that. They have I, said there's going to be a lot of different achievements for this. Yeah. They said that it's not just like, did you beat it? Did you beat it without dying? That's kind of the maelstrom. Yes. Mm -hmm. Achievements that you can get now. It's going to be, I think having it, I don't, I think it was Alduar in world of Warcraft that had this where there was like, you had to go into a room and kill things, and the, depending on which order you killed the bosses, it was much more difficult or much easier. And you would get, but like to get the achievement for like the big meta achievement they had in the game, you had to do it in the hardest way possible. So I think it'll be interesting. I like that they're doing that too. So it's kind of there's a way that if you're just going to run through it, you're trying to farm for gear or something like that, which might be a thing of the past. Da -da -da. Um, mm. It'll be a there's an easier way to go through it and just kind of get the points. But if you want the really challenge mode, then you can do it the other the unoptimal way. It's also possible, but it depends on your build. So like magic characters, yeah, characters struggle with this way, right, right. right. Mm -hmm. um, awkward as a tank to go through these things and just refuse to accept that that's not the way to do them. So I'm really kind of not sure what I'm up against this time. <laughs> Because you've done, you did vet maelstrom on a. I tank, did right? VMA yeah. on a tank. Yes, it took me. It didn't change hours. anything. You just did your. I full just. Tank. Yeah, I just. Seriously. Yes, it, it was. It's because a lot of people said that it was not doable. Um, <laughs> okay. So I don't like being told that I'm not capable of you doing can't something. Tell me what I can't. Do. Yeah. Um. I mean, to be fair, at at the time, it was like. Uh, it, it got a lot of people like, oh, what? Like, why would you do this? And since then, I mean, it was still obnoxious. I am much more impressed by people like, uh, I believe it was Ganondork 9000, uh, who did it with a bucket on his head and just a broom and no gear. I'm like, that is I a thousand times more thought, impressive. Okay, I thought for a minute you meant a bucket on his head in real life. So we oh, no, see. that would be even worse. <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, he had the bucket hat and the broom animation oh, thing. Right. So it yeah. did like one damage and he beat VMA. I'm like, that yeah, is a thousand yeah. times. April Fool's. <laughs> items, which they've only ever released the once. Yeah, the so pay to lose. Why those yeah, April Fool's items never came back? So great. So yeah, so there's there's clearly more obnoxious ways to do things, but like I had this does sound very cool. It's just I don't know. I subtly wished there was like a maybe one DPS and one support character, like a two person arena. I would love that. I would love some two person stuff, especially for content. especially yeah. for everyone who plays with a uh, you know a partner, a significant other. Sure, so I, and nice. it's just I don't know as a support, or just be wanting to play with Lotus. Yeah, <laughs> or, or just well, so it's like yeah, this this could be romantic or platonic. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right, both or both. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> the incoming pylon. Uh, <laughs> when you clear all three of the wings in Vatron, uh, Vatron, you will unlock the final boss. We don't know who it is. Lots and lots of fans rumors uh people have mentioned all three of the daedric princes plus other daedric princes plus other characters um we don't know who it is yeah interesting and they wouldn't go in on stream to spoil it for us they wouldn't. So. so 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 clearly it is an actual spoiler yeah talking about the ring of mara i just realized we missed a piece of eso news the hail cinder pack which is oh. kind of a big thing i completely forgot about that the, so the, Yes, we'll, that's we'll why just, I referenced that and totally not <laughs> total it's, chance. It's totally not this uh, Lotus of Doom trying to uh, proposition me. Yeah. If that was your proposal, I accept. Perfect. Um, we'll, we'll do it in game. Yeah. We'll in game ceremony. You'll need to be on the same, on the same platform. He has, a PC say, he has a PC character. I do technically have a PC character. Or okay. the day that I'm allowed file transfer, I marry Pylon. Deal. All right, perfect. Okay, we'll we'll make a big thing about it. We'll make, yep, sure it's make a note. And, yeah, make a <laughs> note. Uh, but yeah, there's the Hail Cinder Mount Pack, which is the first time they've sold a mount outside of the game. So you go go to either Steam or the Xbox Store or the PlayStation Store or the Elder Scrolls Online website. Um, I can't tell you what the price is in American freedom dollars, but Canadian is thirty one fifty. So I assume it's like twenty something. Probably twenty nine ninety nine or something. Twenty nine or twenty five. Yeah, it's got to be somewhere um, around that. I'm so trying to find it in Freedom Dollars. It comes uh, with a Hail Cinder Veil Elk Mount, which looks awesome. Um, it comes with three thousand crowns, and then it has a pledge of Mara Scroll with it, which is kind of just like a fun bonus. Um, but if you look at it with the normal pricing, it's a dollar more than it would be to buy three thousand crowns. Not on sale, so obviously buying them on sale is going to be the um, uh, more optimal way to get crowns. And also, yes, thanks, Benefactor. They did do the Palomino um, mount used to be available outside of the store. So, yes, but that's not available anymore. And it's $25, I see, from Violet Arrow in chat. I'm trying to find out how much it is in, in hours, but I can't actually find it on. Well, yeah, it's kind of interesting. It's like, it's it's If you are interested in getting the mount, you want an elk mount, it's a great value, I would say. Um, if, cause then you get the mount and 3000 crowns, like I'm kind of tempted to do it just because I need more crowns. Kind of feed the, feed the crowns to the crowns. <laughs> here. Um, yeah, we completely forgot to mention that. So we'll throw it in now as we're talking about Mark Harris. So anyway, uh, what else? Ah, oh, yes. Some combat changes as ever. We are, and as ever, we're not going to go through them because that is not good to listen to. Because A, as a reminder, because a PTS is up, so I'm going to do my 
reminder that I do every time there is a PTS, the changes and numbers that they have stated on here are likely going to change. So before you start threatening the lives of developers or yelling at people and calling them stupid, take a minute, take a big deep breath in through your nose, let it out through your mouth, just slowly <laughs> breathe, count to four. This is what we're teaching my preschoolers. Like you can get mad. It's okay to be mad, but you just, just calm down and find a way to relax. The numbers will change. Just politely tell them. I don't think that this is the proper way to approach this change. Here is why, in a rational and calm way, I'm going to say it to them. That will get you some great responses back. And you know what? They probably know and see these changes, and they're going to make the changes. So just everybody, just do some deep breathing. We'll all get through this PTS cycle together. Don't worry. So yes, it's on the official forum. And uh, the one exciting thing that, that is definitely happening is that they are changing ice stocks to work for damage dealers again and just tanking. So at the moment, ice staves have this <coughs> stupid thing whereby if you do a heavy attack, it automatically taunts. And this means that, that newbies to ESO who don't know better are using an ice staff and accidentally taunting enemies away from the tank and then she gets angry and oh. Yeah, so what bad. they're going to do is they're going to move the taunt onto one of the specific abilities of an ice staff. I think it was uh, destructive clench or reach, one of those. And so, so it'd be very obvious I am taunting rather than just heavy attacking what you do to restore resources, which is great. I like that change. I think it's kind of a cool way that you can actually have a Magicka tank. Oh! It's like a, a, it might actually be kind of a little bit more viable now. Yeah, I absolutely love the concept of being able to tank with my stuff, but the yeah. way they The way they did it was weird. Was very, very peculiar, and I'm very glad that they finally decided to, to fix it. It's mm. also not really effective. <laughs> no, it's not good. I, right I, now. I was going to say, it's like, it's kind of like a niche thing to do it to say you're doing it as opposed to functionally like even having a staff as a like kind of meta for tanking you don't use an ice staff on a back bar you no, use a lightning light staff so that you can set things off balance like it's but just it's been a long-standing kind of strange joke. bit yeah. yeah exactly yeah it's 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 been much more of like there for the sake of saying it's there as opposed to being useful i'm excited to see it with the damage mitigation changes too mm -hmm. they're adding the damage shield they're changing the way the taunt works what i actually the one thing i was thinking about that i actually really like with it is it gives me a back bar taunt a back bar range taunt i can use reliably while i'm leveling a character as a tank from one to fifty because you, you don't get inner fire until you can unlock the Undaunted line. Which I don't think you can do really when you're leveling a new character, unless I'm completely level wrong with that. Is it level 10 you can unlock the Undaunted it's, line? It's, it's, it's when you can first go into dungeons. I thought but obviously, to reach the point in the line where, where, you get to, where you get to rank 3 of Undaunted and can actually use that ability, you have to have run so many dungeons. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. it takes a while to grind that out. No, it so. takes a while to get to that point. Um, you know, you can do your random daily every day, but when you've only got a handful of dungeons, how many times do you want to repeat the same dungeon? Get the Undaunted points. Right. Exactly. 
So there's a ton of other combat changes too that they're making. Um, they changed the way that uh, critical hits work completely. So they've made it, they had spell critical and physical critical before they've combined them into one kind of stat that you can stack and the way that it interacts. I suggest reading the patch notes that they explain this a lot better. Uh, that's probably be the best way to go over them that way. Uh, what other changes? We got the item changes. Baratron, do you want to go over those? Um, well, I can do. It's, it's really just numbers at the moment. There's 17 item sets, which sounds absolutely ridiculous. And do you realise that includes all the arena sets? And each individual weapon in the arena is a set. Itself. So um, there are 20 new antiquities, including an update of the existing Greek style, and two new mythic items, and there's also a new Dwemer scarab pet collected through fragments. Um, Other way. Other way? Other oh. way. There you there go. There it is. Back there. Oh, see, I was right the first time. Oh, no. Okay. No, there you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because I wanted a nice Markarth background, and then I don't know, they've done something to the, the Markarth uh, pictures on the website. So it's like, no, you can't download them. So it's like, I want to download them for front. Yes. So. They have them in a spot on the website that you actually have to look for them, but mm. anyway. yeah, it's exciting that I like that they're adding new antiquities. I kind of like the Dormus Scarab, it looks quite cute. Um, now the mythic items they did show off this item called Ring of the Pale Order, where you store 15% of the damage you deal as health that can't be healed by anyone other than yourself. And of course, this might be good for solo arena, so it's nice when things actually do link together. Like I will be shocked if this gets off pts <laughs> in the way that it is this this they have been working to make uh, healers relevant um in, <laughs> yeah. in, in 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 end game content um i know that the the trick to this is supposed to be like oh you can only heal yourself mm-hmm. like you can't be healed by a healer but as is running with me on tank not that i would do this of course and having three dps join me um i simply taunt and shield stack everyone around me so that they don't need to worry about any of that and all they do is damage i have one set that i do that residually heals them but if they're healing themselves based on a percentage of the damage they're dealing and they're dropping 90k damage we don't need they've they've effectively turned doing high damage into being your own heal bot which would just make it you need someone to be a distraction for three people to melt anything that's there i wonder so what the internal cooldown is on it though i'm curious on that too because it 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 seems very I'll be very curious once people get their hands on it and start testing it because it actually, the, yeah, yeah, because the way it sounds, the healers in my guilds broken. are really, really like, oh, cool, back to the bench we all go, like, <laughs> and and we're like, no, no, you're still needed for trials, don't worry. But it's like, oh, but we don't need you for four player content, sorry. It's like that's with their focus being on getting healers to be more relevant for exactly what I had said prior, it seems very counterintuitive to that. So maybe there's more to this or maybe there's more tweaking to be had. Don't forget you have to give up a, a fifth, um, fifth trade of an item set to get this Mm -hmm. 
enchanted to. So that's or to put tr- this on your bar. So you're losing that fit, you are, whatever you, that fifth, which many will do uh, only half a monster set. Exactly. Yeah. As is. So it's like, I don't know. It, it, it'll be very interesting to see how it works because this is why PTS is there. Hearing something can be very different than playing it. Exactly. I mean, yeah. Back the way the it orbs, looks. How, yeah. Yeah. It's like, remember when we couldn't cast a billion orbs and it broke the game and it was the worst thing ever. And then people used it and they're like, oh, wait, this totally makes sense and is completely mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. So <laughs> no. I'm, I'm curious. I thought the game shut down already because of that. Oh, right. That's true. We're talking about a game that doesn't exist. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm curious to see. Um, if it will be adjusted or if there's more to this than first meets the eye. Cause when I first read that, I was like, Oh boy, that's, um, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, mean, I bet there's an internal cooldown or there's a cap on how often it can, or how much it can heal kind of things like that. So one thing to point to my, uh, one thing to bear in mind is that it does only heal health. It doesn't help to restore resources. And that is often, often the problem. Yeah. Shall we talk about the uh, the item set collections? Yes, but please. Oh, this this when they started talking about this, I like was just visibly excited. Like I was like bouncing up and down, being like, because literally my friends um, Ed and uh, Jess, we were playing with, we were talking about how it, we were. I we spent Tuesday on my stream grinding item sets uh because i was trying to get briarheart and i didn't want to spend a ton of money buying briarheart from the auction store and i i think i had some and then i deconstructed it and it was on another character and i lost it it wasn't inventory inside anymore and i was like this is so frustrating that i i feel like i've already bought all of this and now i have to go grind for it again and then they announce yeah Yeah. so baritone want to give a little example summary there is going to be a new sticker book interface in the collections menu which shows all non-crafted item sets in the game, where they drop, and their combat bonuses. Uh, so there's going to be no more storing hundreds and hundreds of item set pieces on bank accounts because once you've collected an item set piece uh, and equipped it to bind it, uh, bound set pieces will be automatically added to the sticker book, and then you can go to a transmute station to reconstruct an infinite number of copies of that piece. And the really exciting thing is you can buy some rubbish off trade item. You know, you can yeah. go and buy your um <laughs> I wanna say prosperous. It's only called that in ages. You um, can go and buy your um I would say Mother Sorrow is the best example. Yes. You can so go you buy can... a garbage trait of a flame staff or infernal staff uh-huh. of Mother Sorrow with a bad trait, though. I say that in theory, but the prices are just going to skyrocket for the first little while and Maybe. everything. Because people yeah, are so know people buy are buying them. Buy it, yeah, now. Buy, buy it now. Buy it all while people don't know what's going on. And because uh, what's going to happen is when you, you reconstruct the item, you choose the trait. But you can only choose from traits that your character can craft. This is why and I started you- researching Nern Honed this yeah. week. Because I, I just know. haven't. I forgot about it. <laughs> And this works with everything. You know, I've had people in the guild this afternoon trying it out with things like asylum weapons, maelstrom weapons, and it, uh, it works. Yeah. Now, the cost is in transmute crystals, plus the materials to reconstruct. 
Uh, as you collect more pieces of each set, the progress bars will slowly increase and the transmute crystal cost to reconstruct will decrease. So currently, and again, this may be adjusted, currently it costs 20, uh, 75 transmute crystals if you only have one piece of an item set and 25 transmute crystals once you have collected every single piece of that item set. And when so, they announced that, you literally... I feel like you could feel the entire ESO fam's hearts just sink being like, <laughs> oh no, that's awful. That's so expensive. Like everybody, like chat just erupted when they announced uh, the prices for this stuff. They're just like, that is outrageous. Cause what, so we can't even make a full set. This is insane. It's not outrageous. It's not outrageous at all because they're strong weapons. I mean, for goodness sake. And <laughs> they are going to increase the caps so that um, regular players can have and hold 500 transmute gems at a time. Yeah. And ESO Plus members can hold a thousand. So basically, they're multiplying that number by five. Oh, which is so good. Yeah, so Yay. good. Like that's been a thing that's been needed to be raised for a long time, and I'm I'm happy. Regardless of this feature coming into place, like having a thousand transmute crystals is just going to be so so nice. Yeah, arbitrary cap removal of those is yeah. It, it felt foolish to begin with, so exactly. having them change it i mean it still has an arbitrary cap but it's a much more reasonable cap now yeah. where it's not like oh i opened you know my tier three reward from cyrodiil and oops i lost 37 because i had I some did. that i didn't yeah. clean out yeah. it's like god why so that so, is a great change one thing to to really emphasize here is it's not storage it's not like you've got a craft bag and you get a, a an armor bag yeah. It's not or a gear back. It's not not that at all. You are putting an item in the sticker book, but then the actual item you can keep, you can deconstruct, you can sell to an NPC vendor, you can do what you like. But then you can reconstruct at any point in the future. And and uh, Rob Garrett was quite quite open about you know if it if it so happens that we change change the better and a set suddenly becomes good. Yeah. You threw it out. Well, now you can reconstruct. Just go make it again. I know it's, or if like, it's like what I was cute. doing with Briarheart on my character, like, oh, I made a new character. I want to try something new. I don't have to spend a week of farming to try to, or like, I need a Maelstrom bow for my character. Like, and I'm going to have the... to spend like a couple weeks of my life trying to grind out a bow for Maelstrom, a Maelstrom weapon bow. Like, that with this, I could just do it once, get the kind of trait that I want, which again, if I get it now, I'm just going to hold it no matter what trait it is. Yeah, and the other like, thing that's cool as well is you can take uh, a low a low tier, a low value item, you know, you've got your level 10 Briar Heart and, and make CP160 gear. Yeah. Now, uh, oh, go ahead. It's possible, I suppose, that they may be introducing this to eventually raise the CP cap later? Maybe. Maybe. I feel like, I don't think, so I've said this, I think, on streams a few times and things like that, is I I don't see them ever raising the CP cap until they completely overhaul how CP works. Oh, I yeah. Think, like, it's going to be, I, like, I would be not be surprised if we never see a CP cap raised. We see a 
Paragon level or like they've recreated it again because they did the veteran ranks and now they went to CP. I think we'll see a new system in place or a completely brand new CP before we see that number increase. But now there is a way to essentially keep the keep the same gear but level it up. Yeah. Essentially. Right. Now the other thing, of course, is this is going to massively, massively reduce database overload. Because we're not all gonna have our bank bank a thousand items bankers, in our bank of, our, that we're never touching our chests and our, our, you know everything just just full of stuff that we don't even use i mean i've got i have two storage boxes full of tank gear i have zero tanks but i keep them <laughs> I, yeah. I, I don't I hate tanking it's it's not for me i get panicky when i'm up close to a monster and especially because when you're in tank range half the time you don't even see the monster you just see like it bends you see like yeah I, I Recently, don't like you it. can see a wall of Daedros from everybody's monster sets. So. <laughs> all the schnappies. Yeah, all the schnappies. <sighs> yeah. But anyway, um, and so, yeah, it, it, it's really, it's really going to help. But yeah, like uh, my friend Ed in chat just said, it's like, it's just going to give players so much time to do content, like actual mm-hmm. content instead of mindlessly <laughs> grinding something that just for the sake of, like, it's, it's such a good quality of life change for the game. Like, I know a lot of... Um, like MMOs, like the grind is part of the game, but like being able to get in there and just like, if I want to do something new, I don't feel anxious about doing it because I'm super, oh, well, I like, like when I was making my new warden DPS character, I was like, I want to make a warden, but like a DPS warden, but I'm like, oh, but getting the gear for that is going to suck. And that's like, mm-hmm a few weeks of commitment of doing that. And then I'm going to go into cloud rest and then grind that for a few weeks and then try to get stuff from there. Like, I'm sad. I gave away some of my reliquent stuff. That was like, I got rid of some of my reliquent stuff. That was no, bad. Now traits. It all now. <laughs> yeah. So I'll be keeping all of it now from now on, but I got rid of some of it. Cause I was like, Oh, it's sturdy. Yeah. To be fair, you only need to keep one, one of each piece. One of each piece. Yeah. Yeah. And trials so will be very note, greedy briefly. Yeah. And, so the one thing to note too is when you create an item, it will come out as the default leveled, so rare, epic, uh, like green, blue, purple, gold. It'll come out as the default level of that item. So if it's a monster helm, it'll come out as purple because that's what the default mm-hmm. is. If you want it to be a gold item, you'll have to spend uh, whatever the materials are to create that upgrade. I really like that they're giving back to learning crafting traits again. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it makes having crafting traits like yeah. incredibly important. Now, reconstructed items can't be traded or sold, but if you deconstruct them, get back your 25 transmute crystals. Which, you know, is also quite nice, actually. They've, they've really thought about this hard, and I'm sorry. I really want to find out who at ZOS came up with this idea so I can just send them a case of beer and just yeah. say, right. you. Like just like a ton, if anybody is talking and knows who was like kind of like the, who had the idea behind this system. Yes, we, we love really, that person. I will send them so much stuff that is just out of thank you. The whole team that worked on it, everybody's getting beers from Pylon. We're going to make sure that happens. So if anybody hears this and knows who did that, just let me know because you are my favorite person right now. <laughs> Uh, now, when I was going through the, the patch notes, I did actually find another little quality of life change. You remember all the fuss uh, just last patch about Alliance war skills moving order? There's yeah. now going to be a craftable consumable called Alliance war skill boosters, and they are they are torts. 
presumably tart, cake. And uh, Colovian wartort, molten wartort, and the white gold wartort, which increase the rate at which you advance your alliance war skill lines by 50%, 100%, or 150%, respectively. Now, this boost applies only towards advancing your alliance war skill lines. They don't help you earn more AP. They don't help you become emperor. They don't get you a place on the leaderboard. But it means that you can pick up those later skills that you want. So you can get rapids faster. That's basically what this is. This is a crafting item so that you can get rapids again. That's 100% what it is. Again, that that is actually genius. Now, the 50% item can be found rarely in worlds of Cyrodiil. Curious green glowing book. The um, 100% item, you need that recipe scroll, and then you have to buy a taught dissertation for 500,000 Telvar. And then the fancy one, uh, you have to get from completing a battleground and it's exceptionally rare but but yeah i mean this is great the the 50 item should be at least fairly easy to obtain and yeah. i'm really glad they've put that in and you know if only they could have put that in at the same time as the gene skills yeah i i mean i feel like I this like- is in response to yeah, that and I mean, I like PvP. Well, I like Cyrodiil. Don't get me started on Battlegrounds. But I like Cyrodiil PvP. Most do not in the grand scheme of things. Like the majority of people don't like PvP. So strong arming them into PvP for the sake of getting some things from from those skill lines rubs a lot of people the wrong way. Yeah. So giving them a way to speed that up the way that you can speed through like XP scrolls or Sigic Ambrosia or whatever. Um, it, it's just nice because then people can do what they want to do. If they want to do PVE, but they need Warhorn, now they don't have to spend so much time in there or whatever. So it, I, I mean, it seems like a good option to have for people. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm really happy with that change. Uh, but speaking of Battlegrounds... <laughs> maybe now there's a change to battlegrounds to make lotus hated a little bit less there <laughs> i will <laughs> it more. i don't know no well, this actually makes me hate it slightly less because they're bringing back group queues to battlegrounds they Yay. did some tests a while ago and they removed it so that they could only do solo queues for battlegrounds which made me never go back into battlegrounds again since then um because i only ever wanted to do battlegrounds with like a group of friends. That's the only reason yeah. I want to play it. They're bringing it back as a separate queue, which is awesome. I love the way that they're implementing it. They've made it so that you can queue as either one, two, three, or four players. Yes. And just as you go in, you know you might end up against a four stack of somebody else's nose. So like you're going into that queue knowing you're going to be playing against other groups. Whereas the problem before is if you went in solo to Battlegrounds, you were boned because if you went in solo, you were going to get mashed against a four, a four stack and they were just going to dominate you because they were in voice columns. They could coordinate like mm-hmm. everything was better about it. Now you can go in either with a group or without a group in this other queue and play Battlegrounds and do it with your friends and have a chance of actually being good at it, which I didn't have in solo queue. So, yeah, that's I think the best solution they could have had is yeah. give give both options now granted you're not going to be able to pick game modes which sounds kind of okay whatever except um when when you're trying to specifically play a certain game mode it can be kind of frustrating because uh recently i've been trying to play chaos ball and if you play uh, if you play 
well, if you choose to specifically do that, you have the choice of capture the relic. Uh, they're called flag games is the mode, I believe. Yeah. Um, you can play capture the relic or chaos ball. And more often than not, <laughs> I end up with like, okay, you're going to play nine games of capture the relic. <laughs> Here's one chaos ball game. Your team all DC'd for various reasons. So it's one V four V three. Okay. Did you enjoy your chaos ball match? Here's some more capture the relic. And it's just like, <laughs> Oh man. But so I assume I'll never see some of the game modes I want to play, or maybe they'll all be on a better rotation or something, but I, hope they'll be I will. Rotation, Cause yeah. I am. I really hate, uh, death match. Really. Hate it. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't lean toward helping as a tank since I was like, cool, I can distract people until they realize that I'm not worth fighting and then they just butcher my teammates instead. So it's like, great. Yeah, I, I, go, in, <laughs> I go in as a, as a support healer and mm-hmm. all the time I'm close to other people with my particular build, all the time I'm close to other people, they're getting buffed. And as soon as I'm on my own, I'm completely useless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I like the objective-based and game I take modes. A while to ki- I take a while to kill, but... Mm-hmm. I'm not very good at killing them, so I hate it. Yeah, um, but that the, the rotation should be fixed by the fact that they can't pick it anymore. That they can't pick it. What happens is people pick one type, and no matter what options you give people, the majority of players will end up moving towards a specific type, and then the other ones suffer because no one's really playing them, so they end up being more sporadic in their choices and things like sure, that. So sure, sure. This should fix that, hopefully. Um, it'd be nice... Again, the problem with it is you split your player base again. But it'd be nice maybe in solo if in solo you could still pick your sure. But I mean, thing, but in group it was random or something. In like the that. overall grand scheme of things, this is it's a better, in my opinion, the best option without a bigger player pool. Yeah, um, like a, well, a consistently bigger player pool. So it's like this, you know, there's the people who play battlegrounds, and then there's everybody else. It's like that's fine. Solo queues yeah. and group queues, perfect. That's exactly <clears throat> what I'm. And the solo queue will be for who you want to prove that you are the best battleground player. You can prove that you are the best battleground player by going into the solo queue and you're pulling the numbers and you're not relying on a group to be able to do anything because no one's communicating. But yeah, yeah, I think that'll be, I think that's a a good way to handle that. So I'm really excited about it and I'll go back in because now if I can queue with at least one other person and like half the time I'm going to be garbage anyway. So I at least want to have someone I'm laughing with about how bad I am. (laughs) Yeah. Versus Rather, just going in there and just getting like stressing out strangers. Yeah, you know, exactly. at least when you're with your friends, your friends are like, "Yeah, you are terrible, but whatever." Exactly. Right. Yeah. So now I'm not ruining three other people's night by being terrible. I'm only making my friends realize how bad I am. Exactly. I yeah. And I, when I play on stream, well, actually, I'll probably still have to put my camera over the text chat because you don't want that on stream where you get banned on Twitch because yep. chat's a mess. <laughs> yep. That's why. My <laughs> but especially do. if you have a bad game in Battlegrounds. Yeah. Exactly. Um, we also have some housing changes. There's new homes: uh, Shalador Shrouded Realm, Stone Eagle Airy. There's about a hundred new furnishings coming in. There's a couple new music boxes. Um, they fixed a problem by adding a feature that people were having where when you had your character's path, if there was some like weird terrain in the way of things like that, they would kind of float and jump and like now there's a, a feature called path or called align to terrain. 
so that the characters will follow the terrain of the ground and actually kind of walk upstairs and things like that. So they'll Why actually follow it. that because I, I couldn't understand what they were on about from Street. Oh, I've seen it a few times in like my homes. I, was, I had stairs and then the characters just like glitch out and bounce around for a second and then show up in the next spot. You're like, oh, that was strange. So they have it so that they can be aligned. It'll be really good. Um, and speaking of new houses, though, Baritone, do you want to explain what the event that starts in two days is? I can do. Uh, it's called Lost Treasures of Skyrim. And it starts on Wednesday, September the 23rd at usual time of 10 a.m. EDT or 2 p.m. GMT. And it will run until October the 5th at the same time. And this is like a summerfall event of a few years ago where the entire ESO community must work together to unlock the final reward. Uh, it does require owning Greymore. And there's a whole load of stuff happening. So, um, first of all, all Western Skyrim resource nodes will give double rewards, not including fishing holes or crafting materials obtained from monsters. All Western Skyrim world bosses, delve bosses, and Kynes Aegis trial bosses will have a chance to drop additional loot when defeated. All Western Skyrim daily quests will uh, award double reward boxes. This is a bit of a tongue twister. Award double reward boxes when completed and want to do Western Skyrim daily quests because first one each day, you will get your event tickets. <sighs> okay, now, in terms of the rewards that we are going to unlock by working together, this is antiquities related. We are digging up antiquities throughout the entirety of Tamriel. So, the first reward is called Horror Within Face and Body Marking, so essentially tattoos. And then the second reward is an Orchid Full Veil Thorn Pet, so it's, so it's like a little deer. It's a purple uh, little deer. It's little with purple, purple streaks. Because it's adorable. You want it. Dig up antiquities because we want this. Well, well, I want the third tier, which is the anti yes. Antiquarian's Alpine Gallery Home. Now, they did show this on ESO Live a little while ago, some some weeks ago. And you get the uh, a house guest. This is the first house guest ever introduced to ESO. Antiquarian Phaedra, she's called. And house guests are NPCs who work uh, the existing banker, and merchant, and house pets in terms of that they can they can be uh, they can walk around the house. They're not furniture, but they're kind of furniture. Well, like you, you put them in your house. They don't have any services with them. They just exist in your house. They hang out. They're like a butler. They do stuff. They just I mean, walk around. Though. They can't. They don't have any functional use, as far as I'm aware. As far as we're aware. Yeah. So. So, yeah, it's quite exciting. Now, if it's anything like the Summerfall event, I mean, on Summerfall, people were going across to whichever server they didn't usually play on. So we have NA characters showing up. And that was really, really nice because uh, the amount of community spirit. But then that was also easier because we just had to go and discover the locations. In yeah. yeah, it was a bit more involved. This is more important. Well, didn't this happen with elsewhere as well, where we had to go find all of the, you had to find all the points of interest in elsewhere and kill dragons, right? Yeah, we needed to murder a million dragons or yeah, something. Yeah, it was a million dragons, and then we unlocked the Kalgrandi's cache. 
Yes, oh, Rondi's treasure. That's what it was. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, because I kept thinking, I kept yep. thinking about the community event that hasn't happened because of the COVID, where Pete Hines and a bunch of other developers were supposed to do a, a snow bear. Oh, the punch. polar plunge thing. Yes, yeah, so they're supposed to jump into a freezing. Oh yeah. Well, I should, I should be have, when there's the not problem may have been out. that there isn't any freezing water for them to jump in. They're waiting for winter. I'm sure it's winter at the time. Anyway. I thought that was last year's thing, but yes, you're right. We did get the yeah. boxes, hmm. which were like they were very it strange. Was like a box and a box and a box. Yeah, like a yes. Rust, the first one of... had stuff, and the second box. And it was the amazing. Stuff. That's what the giant pile of gold I have sitting in my um, uh, Sigic Manor. Mm-hmm. Is yeah, saying. I have or... I have a throne on top of my pile of gold. That's a good call. I should do that. Yep. Um. Yeah, so that's exciting. I think the the they showed the Alpine the antiquary antiquarians Alpine gallery, and it looks great. And they're like, it seems like it's going to be one of those ones that's perfect for um, putting all of the things you found with antiquities in there. So I'll be grinding antiquities because I have a bunch of leads that I really need to close off before the end of the month and they expire. So luckily, I love yeah. antiquities. So this this will be something I actually contribute to because it's mixed whether i get involved with the events if it doesn't align with something i want to do i just like doing antiquities so i'm like oh, i'm on board i'll i'll help with this one and that's kind of the yeah. funny thing too like where item sets are also making me happy because i want to just be running antiquities and just whenever i have some downtime just click do some antiquities have fun with that but i felt like i had to do so much grinding for gear that was like my antiquities have kind of been like mm-hmm put to the side and now I can go back and just like click click click. I'm yeah, I'm hoping I, I have some spare time to to actually do some streaming. Antiquity streaming. Exciting. Because um, antiquities are super fun. They are. We'll have to see. Whew. We did it. I fun think we happened. got through <laughs> everything that happened this weekend. That was it only took us two hours because there were so many things that happened this weekend. <laughs> so much to happen. Shocker, I mean, someone from Tales joins and you have a two-hour episode. <laughs> Weird. I'll have to talk to Ark about cracking the whip over on you guys, making sure that you <laughs> keep a, keep it under control. But no, it was really fun to have you, Lotus. I'm happy you were able to pop by. Where do you want people to check you out when you're yeah. well, not on you. the BSP podcast? So, I was going to say, thank you so much for having me. This is uh, this has been a lot of fun. Um, I'm you you can find me floating around the community. I'm Lotus of Doom on Twitch and Twitter, and uh, if I remember to check Discord. But uh, yeah, I stream when I get the chance. I don't have a schedule or anything like that. But uh, usually, if you need to get a hold of me, I'm just uh, Lotus of Doom on Twitter and posting mostly Bethesda stuff or my dog or me making food. So uh, yeah, I was gonna say if you ever need to get a hold of me, feel free. Awesome. Well, and Baratron, you can always find running the UESP Twitch account with AKB. And myself, too. I've done a couple of things now with the Twitch account. So we're all on the, or the Twitch and the Twitter and all of the different social medias. Uh, but UESP Discord. Yeah, USB Discord. Sorry, I always get a hold of. It's funny. I have like just different apps. Like I, I only use Twitter to message Lotus and I message Lotus like every single day. Just like <laughs> stuff going on. Uh, but like that's just like that's your home in my life is Twitter. And that's where I just like I, I've like messaged you, I think, like twice on Discord mm-hmm. and the entire time we've known each other. And I'm just like, no, I don't don't like this. It's, it doesn't feel it did, right. No, I'm going back to Twitter. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, Twitter is just like I'm yeah. always posting something or yeah, I, I 
probably would be much more productive at work if I didn't ha- use Twitter. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. I don't. So <laughs> that's why I don't have a personal Twitter. I just use USPs. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, I think it's time to wrap it up. So I think it's I time for me to like, bed. What? Yeah, it's like five a.m. for Baratron, so I don't even know what's going on. So it's three thirty, but yeah, it's 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 late. Oh. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's why I'm <laughs> yawning. You know, it's not because I'm rude. It's because it. I'm sorry. No, I understand. We usually super ultra on Saturday where it's like at 2 a.m. We're all bumping into our mics and trying not to make horrible sounds. So I understand the struggle. (laughs) Well, anyways, on behalf of myself, Baratron Lotus and the rest of the staff at UASP, we hope you guys have some fantastic adventures in Nern and have fun and play safe and just be kind to everybody. So on that note, have a good night and we'll see you all again later.